0: to the Rizzoli and Owls podcast. I'm Amanda. I'm Jay. And today we're going to do the recap episode on season three, episode two of Rizzoli and Owls, Dirty Little Secret.
1: So it starts off with this girl crying. She's crying and she's doing yoga in like these sewer tunnels. And I was like, what?
0: Yeah, I didn't understand why she was crying, but I figured out who she is. She guest starred on Sarah Michelle Gellar's show, The Ringer. Oh. She was like, um, I don't know if it was Russian or Bulgarian prostitute. But yeah, I'm, I'm watching it and I'm like, why does she look familiar? And I googled it, I went on IMDb, it was driving me crazy.
1: Yep, too bad that show got cancelled. Anyway, uh. <laughs> <up. Ugh. laughs>
0: I was just happy to see Sarah back on my TV. Years and years of watching Buffy and Buffy reruns. I mean, Sarah has dominated over half my life now.
1: Calm your tits, dude. Um your tits.
0: Calm. Back to the show. <laughs> this guy comes
1: and basically like kills her.
0: Okay? He strangles her. He strangles he-
1: if you're in the in the beginning of the episode, most likely you're dead. And you're not if you're if you're not any of the main characters, then
0: you're dead. Okay. Well obviously when you're the first person on this on the screen, I mean it opened to a close shot of her face. How more obvious can you get? So we head
1: to Jane's place and we have Tommy, Frankie and Jane, uh, they're watching baseball. Jane's and
0: cooking. Yeah. Which, I was like, I thought those were just for show. Since <laughs> when can Jane cook? She made grilled cheese. Oh my
1: god, grilled cheese, wow. She's not like Mara, but she was making burgers.
0: It's not like she was making, like, lobster. Like, she was making burgers. <laughs> she didn't even do that, though. She dropped them on the floor, and Joe Friday scarfed them up. First, with those
1: pans, you really need, like, an oven It was a cast
0: iron skillet. One, who uses cast iron skillets to make hamburgers? Two, why didn't she have a hot pad? And three, why was she trying
1: to, like, hold the pan? All she needed was the burgers. Just put the burgers on a plate. There you go.
0: Keep the okay. pan on the damn stove. Like, why is she moving the pan? She was, like, going to carry it into the living room and be like, just <laughs> throw them at Frankie Tommy. <laughs> Here's your burgers. <laughs> Without the bun or anything. No cheese. Just have your hamburger in your lap. There cooked it, now you gotta eat it like cavemen. <laughs> and then Frankie and Tommy were arguing. They were like, Hey, what happened to our burgers? Cause Joe Friday has eating them. She's like, go hunt and gather. <laughs>
1: <laughs> While this is going on, there's knocking a knock on the door and Jane thinks it's the pizza, a pizza guy. Like they called like a, a pizza guy. i guess they're saying Jane's cooking is not that great or they knew something was gonna happen. I don't know.
0: Either way, Jane was like ecstatic. She's like, if you called pizza, I love you forever. <laughs>
1: So who's at the door? It's not the pizza guy. It's Frank, Senior, their dad. Dun, dun,
0: dun. So she opens the door and just stands there and stares. And I was like, this is starting to become a habit. Every time she opens the door, there's going to be a dude standing in Jane's doorway. And you're going to be like, Oh crap. Who is it now? It's going to be Hoyt next episode. (laughs) Back from the dead. There's going to be a knock on Jane's door. And you're like, no, don't answer it. (laughs) Every time he answer the door, it's not good. She should get like a peephole or something.
1: She has a peephole.
0: Does she? She never uses it. I, I Ever, I don't, I don't
1: know. But I, I will
0: use mine, but that's because I'm too short to see out of mine.
1: <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, she is like 4'9". No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm 5'3",
0: <five laughs> but my peephole is like at six foot. I'm like, how am I supposed to reach that? She I can... need to get a ladder just to see out of my peephole. <laughs> she get like a stool next to the door. <laughs>
1: We head to the crime scene in the tunnels, and it's Mara, Frost, and Korsak, and they're there. And the girl that was killed in the first scene was there. She's been dead for two days now. So this is two days later.
0: Decomposing with maggots. And you know it's bad when Frost starts gagging again.
1: <laughs> okay, first season he was gagging. And then season two, he didn't gag. He got better. Now he's gagging again, so maybe this is even worse. To be
0: honest, though, I am, yeah, I'm going to say, I'm not going to give Frost a hard time for this one, or the writers a hard time for making Frost gag, because when they flash to the decomposing body and there's, like, melting flesh and maggots, I'm like, oh, it's okay, Frost, I would gag too.
1: (laughs) Corsak was telling Frost, you know, this is their, this is Jane and Mars' first case, and Frost is trying to contact Jane via phone and, uh, she's not picking up the phone because she's having her personal day off. And I'm like, yeah, she has issues at home right now, buddy.
0: Yeah, there's uh, something more important going on. So
1: then they put out their handy-dandy product placement,
0: iPad. I am pretty sure that was not an iPad, actually. I believe it was a Samsung tablet. Oh my gosh. Here we go.
1: Okay, gadget guru. He's looking at his gadget,
0: and they have, like,
1: a newspaper, and it has a headline about Jane and Mara being frenemies.
0: Just... I just want to say, no self-respecting journalist would ever use frenemies in a title.
1: Like, gotta be like a like a tabloid or something.
0: I guess maybe a gossip column or something, but I was like, no, wouldn't but, happen.
1: But here's another thing. I don't. I don't think Boston is a small city at all. So how? I mean, so does everyone know that Jane and Mara are best friends? Because <laughs> the way it had like gossip, like they're frenemies, like everyone knows about Jane and Mara. They do now! <laughs> I know. It's just kind of weird. I don't know who my chief medical examiner is. And, like, over here, like, if a regular newspaper, they would just have, like, person got shot, and Mar-Zal's is the daughter of Payadol. They wouldn't even have to mention their friendship.
0: Maybe it was a slow day in Boston.
1: Very slow day. It's not like Stars Hollow is a small town everyone knows. It's Boston! They're not, cel- I don't know. Maybe they are celebrities. I don't know. <laughs> Boston has different cast of celebrities. They're the, the Brad and Angelina of Boston. <laughs> which
0: is Brad and which is Angelina. Ooh. Uh-huh.
1: Anyway, uh, so Frost is still nauseous from the body. And then so Corsack teases Frost. Corsack was talking about it about it being too hot. And Frost was like, what, you're going through, like, male menopause or something? <laughs> and he's like, I still have testosterone. I don't go through male menopause and... And so Karsak's and so like, ooh, look at this. Smell this body, it smells so great. And Frost was like, ugh, uh, uh. <laughs> So Mark talks about like male losing testosterone and then she goes, she walks up and she's still talking and she thinks she's still talking to Frost and Karsak. Frost and Karsak just like left her, like this, this crazy woman is still talking about facts. Cause usually if Jane was there, they would be still talking. So she's just talking to herself. <laughs> So Frost of Corsack's like saying that Jane and Marnie to apologize and get over this cat fight. And Frost's like, don't ever say Don't use that term cat fight. Chicks don't like that term. course, it's <laughs> like, oh, really? There's too many rules with women.
0: It's true, because the way Jane went off on that guy, the killer in the last episode. Cat fight, really? Yeah. It, it was a discussion between two female colleagues.
1: So we head back to Jane's place and the whole gang is there, except for Angela. The guys are watching the game Jane's like, what the fuck? You're back! Like, come on, we can't watch the game. So she stops the game. She's like, the Pilgrims lost eight to seven. She spoils the game, and Tom's like, oh, come on. So she's like, what are you doing here, Dad? Is not here. You're not here to like watch a day old game with us. And so Frank's like, you're right. And so starts handing out them invitations to his
0: wedding. Which I was like, that is bullshit. He gets there, he's not he doesn't even like to take the time to find out what's going on in the lives of his children. He's automatically like buddy buddy with his boys on the couch, watching the game. And it's like Jane has to be the, the adult and set her foot down and be like, no TV time until we, we figure this out.
1: Right. He's been gone for I don't know how long. He has no idea about Mara and Jane's situation. They don't even know that one of his sons just passed his detective exam. You know, he has no, nothing. Going, like, he has no idea. And he's just here like, yeah, like nothing happened. I'm Like, dude, you've been gone for like for us a whole fucking season. I don't know what the timeline over there. I mean, come on. It's crazy. It starts handing out like invitations. Like the kids were like, "Oh, this is great, Dad. You're gonna marry someone else. You're not gonna stick it with Mom." Like, come on. They start handing out invitations, and we find out that Tommy introduced Lydia to Frank.
0: Lydia is Frank's fiance. It was an interesting dynamic at that point because you could tell there's something going on. Like Tommy has this look of like guilt on his face, and Jane immediately zeroes in and is like. Tommy, what do you know? Apparently, Frank has been in town a few times and has gone to visit Tommy, but he has not visited either Jane or Frankie, which is bullshit. So messed up. And and Frank was saying that, oh, it's because Tommy was more flexible with him. And I was just like, still, you don't diss your other two kids just because they're not gonna approve of what you've done to their mother. So Tommy is like, well, I introduced them. And Jane is like, what? Jane is like, upset on behalf of her mother you know her mom's not there to stick up for herself but Jane damn well will
1: that is that's just so messed up especially like looking at season one where Jane was really close to her dad than her mom so it's kind of funny
0: how a turn of events just happened and well I mean it's obvious from the from the very first season you know that Jane grew up a daddy's girl that's Jane you know her mom was always nitpicky and nagging and just this 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 mother that was always involved in everything where jane just wanted her to leave her alone so she compensated by being a daddy's girl and frank probably let her do the boyish things that she wanted to do, you know play sports have fun didn't want her to be anything but who she was it's just i think it's heartbreaking for jane to watch him fall from this pedestal that she's had him on for her whole life it's it's not an easy thing to go through
1: Frankie is telling, like, Frank, hey, you can't have, like, a Catholic wedding because it's not it's frowned upon in the church, which it is. Once you get married to one person, you're going to spend the rest of your life with, with that person. And so they don't do the whole divorce thing. They don't like that. So then that's why well Frank was like, I know that's why I'm going to do the annulment instead. And so Jane's like, well... Then me guess, she didn't tell Angela, she didn't tell my mom, and, and he said, no, not yet, all she'll do is sign some papers. And so Jane said something really good, she
0: said, no, I guess we're all bastards. Yeah, and I was like, oh! That was a zinger, when she said that, I was like, oh, oh, oh that's a punch in the gut. Poor
1: Jane, like, she's, <laughs> both of them are just going through some crazy ass shit, of, like, the past two episodes. It's only been two episodes, still got,
0: like, 13
1: more to go, <laughs> but anyway.
0: So we head to the crime scene. Jane is walking into the tunnels with Frost. She's saying that her dad's back in town and just showed up. And apparently he'd seen Tommy before that. And Frost goes, oh, well, my dad's a dick too. And Jane's like, well, you're supposed to be feeling bad for me right now. We can't feel bad for both of us. <laughs> so they're talking and she, this immediately stuck out in my mind. Because instead of referring to Mora as Mora, she refers to Mora as Dr. Isle. She never calls Mara Dr. Isles unless she's introducing her to somebody that she's never met. That was a huge giveaway that they are still fighting. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, and or when they fight. There have been times when they fight and they're like, and Mara be like, that's right, detective. When they use their formal names, you're like, ah, oh, this is not good. But yeah, but Jane and Frost are going over info about the victim, saying like she ran a lot of cars every two weeks. That's totally insane, but okay. But yeah, so they go over toward the body, and the first time they've talked to each other for that day, I'm guessing, Jane's like, hello, Dr. Isles. Mars like, hello, Detective Rizzoli, and I'm like,
0: ugh! <laughs> I know. <sighs> it's so cold between them that you have to put on a jacket just to stay warm, because it's bad.
1: I know it's uh, it's summer, but I was freezing. I was like, ugh. <sighs> yeah.
0: It so, was icy in that room. Yeah. So
1: they look it over the body and of course Jane and Mar are arguing
0: over the body. Where else would they argue? <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're arguing about the cause of death. Or Jane would say so she said something and Mars like is actually pronounced like this.
0: And then Jane's like, Oh There was a name for the rope that was used to strangle the, the victim.
1: Yeah, and then it and then it became <laughs> acts like, What is this? And Mar said some like
0: biological term
1: and she's like oh yeah and the pink yucky stuff that's a rash and i was like oh god <laughs> and you can see in the background like corsag and frost is rolling around I was like like this is uncomfortable i don't want to be here anymore so jane gets up and takes frost with her and corsag was about to leave with like them and mara's like no you stay <laughs> So we head to the victim's apartment, I'm guessing, and Jane and Frost is there and are interviewing the roommate. And this is so funny. The roommate's like, so I'm really worried that I'm going to be next. I've watched a lot of horror movies and the roommates always get killed after the first roommate died.
0: (laughs) Jane just rolls her eyes at her and is like, we have campus security outside of your apartment. You'll be fine. Well, while they're talking to her though, Jane picks up this random tile with some symbol on it, and is like, what does this mean? And we're like, oh, here we go. They're throwing stuff at us. Why would she pick that up? It has no importance or significance to the victim. She didn't even have the symbol on her shirt while she was doing yoga. Why would she pick it up? Just because, just because the writers have no other way to be like, hey, maybe this is important.
1: This is the clue, blues clues, blues clues.
0: When they did that, I was like, motherfucker, did they not learn from the last two seasons? Ugh. We're going to have a list. We're
1: going to have, like, symbol, destiny blanket, roofing nail, Tommy's <laughs> fingerprints, cigarettes. Like, we're just going to he like, just keep going. Purple flowers. Purple flowers. <laughs> Deer skin gloves. Like, we're just going to keep going. Just
0: keep going. Shut off valves. <laughs> Cut off switches. <laughs> Broken beams. <laughs> I can't do it.
1: A drawing <laughs> drawing the lady in the cemetery. <laughs> they go to the to, to the victim's room. I, her name's Rachel, by the way. They go to Rachel's room and she they go in her closet and she had all these like, cotton free, like it was just weird like uh, environmental friendly clothing. And Jane was teasing her about her clothing. And, and Frost's like, uh, you can't talk because you have worn those same boots for the past two years now.
0: Uh, which was awesome
1: because she has. She even said, oh, snap. Frost goes on and looked through her clothes and said, oh, she has skinny clothes and, like, fat clothes for those bloated days. And Jane's like, how do you know about that? And he's like, I've tried all different sizes. And then she's like, oh, snap again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, which was awesome.
1: So Jane goes in the bathroom and she like finds her box of toiletries. Going through them and she's like, what's this? What's that?
0: And Jane it was a crystal. No, she goes, what's this crystal? And Frost goes, it's deodorant And Jane immediately drops it in the box, like, oh god, I need to wash my hands. Yeah, and
1: she's like, how did you? She's like, never mind. <laughs> she's like asking
0: Frost, how did you? Do? No, she
1: asked him. She's like, how did you? And he's like,
0: I've tried on all sizes, remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: So she picks up this bag, and it looks like it's cocaine in it.
0: Okay, first things first. It's supposedly cocaine. Don't you think? I mean, I understand it's a white powdery substance, but would she open it to see if it really was cocaine? I mean, baking powder has a very distinct smell to it. I mean, if she had to wait for it to get back to the lab, more, I'm sorry, but I, that boggled my mind. Like really? Or like, you know, like some people, they what they do, they put their finger and they taste it. I mean, I've seen that on, on other shows, but I know I don't know if they if cops like legitimately do that. I know, but I've seen it on other shows, but yeah. I'm just saying, I I don't know. I mean, white powdery substance, sure, that's what you're immediately gonna jump to on a on a TV show. Oh, it's coke. But wouldn't you open it to see? What if, due to like security reasons, they can't
1: because of anthrax?
0: Mm, Okay. Maybe they were erring on the side of caution. I don't know. I was just a bit baffled by that.
1: But that's just me. So we head back to the headquarters, and in they're in the interrogation room. And Jane and Corsack are interviewing the parents, which they happen to be separated. And how they figure this out, Jane was like, hey, I see that the dad has a different time than the mom. I was like, what if they had the same time? How would you still figure it out? But anyway, she figures out because the dad either is ahead or
0: behind time on her... Watches that they're separated, which was interesting. I was like, oh, well, gee, that's awfully observant of Jane. Yeah, I was like, okay.
1: We find out that the victim had an older sister that died when she was seven. Well, not the older sister, but the victim was seven when her older sister died, and that she would go to the basement. I guess she would go to dark places to calm her down, which explains why she did yoga in the sewers. I'm like, that's grasping at straws, but okay. Um,
0: <laughs> i know oh it's like oh god it's so pa- kind of random
1: i know so the parents blame themselves because of the separation that if if they weren't separated she wouldn't be in sewers doing yoga and she wouldn't be killed and so jane says don't don't blame yourselves honor rachel honor her so next thing next scene we're at uh, we're outside the cafe and it's Frankie and Jane, they're talking, and Jane doesn't think that her and Mar will ever be friends again, because every day it just keeps getting worse and worse, they keep arguing over and over again. You see Angela, because of the windows, like, outside of the, the cafe, and she's laughing, and she's having fun, and so they figure out that Frank didn't tell Angela yet. Mm-hmm. So, so then Frankie's like, well, I did a check
0: on Lydia. <laughs> oh, Frankie does a check on Lydia. Come to find out, Lydia is 28 years old. Jane is just like, she's younger than us. <laughs> I mean, oh my god. What is Frank thinking? He's not just having a midlife crisis, because he's past that. He's having a late life crisis now. He's almost old enough to be her grandfather for crying out loud. Oh, I know. Oh, i oh, uh, get the image on my, oh, get
1: it on my head. Uh, get the dirty images on my head.
0: Uh. Speaking of dirty images, there's going to be one later.
1: When Frankie was talking about Lydia, Jay's like, no, you can't do that. They keep checking on that. She's like, well, what did you find out? And then, she's like, and then he was saying, and she's like, really? And he's like, what else did you find out? Like, she, kept, she was being so nosy, even though she was she was against it. She's like, I, I, sh- I shouldn't be asking you these questions, but I want to know every single thing you know about it. <laughs> so Kavanaugh comes, and Frankie leaves. And Kavanaugh walks by and talks to Jane, and she's trying to talk to Jane about the case. Jane is distracted because Frank comes in the cafe and then starts arguing with
0: Angela. I'm like, oh, gosh. Which was the dumbest move. Why would you go to a police station to have your ex-wife sign annulment papers while she's working? One, that's fucking rude. That, I mean, he has, like, no respect for her. Don't you think if he had any respect for the mother of his children, he would wait until, like, maybe she was home and he could talk to her on a one-to-one basis? Frank lost all ground in my eyes there is no coming back for that at all
1: so then they start fighting frank and angela start fighting about because angela doesn't want to sign the papers because by signing the papers it's like she's dishonoring the fact that she wanted children
0: well it is in a way because it's it's basically saying that the marriage didn't happen and she's she's not gonna she said she's not gonna do that she's not gonna do that to her children
1: and so even kavanaugh had to like like, step in and be like, You guys need to take this somewhere else. And Frank's like, No, this is my wife. And she's like, Ex wife. And they're so arguing. And so she walks away. But like Angela, like, walks in the back, I'm guessing in the kitchen. And so I love this part. So Jane walks behind the counter and she looks at her dad and she's like, You know, I used to idolize you. And I was like, Oh. And, and right like,
0: then, I was like, I was totally right when I said Jane was a daddy's girl. I called it. Yep. I and When I was watching that, the first thing I thought about was like, oh my god, Amanda's going to love this part because she called
1: it. She totally called it.
0: See, I know Jane. Me and Jen are like this. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all <L-biffs>.
1: But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so Jane wants Frank to leave. And I was like, oh, that's so sad because, I mean, she's not... I don't think she's daddy's
0: girl anymore, so... Um, obviously not.
1: So then we head to Mara's office. So Tommy is in there. She, he's just <laughs> checking around. And he's dressed up in this suit. And I'm like, okay, observer much. But anyway, he's dressed up in this <laughs> suit. And we find out he's working at a funeral home. So I'm guessing his dog walking days are over. And so he says he needs some advice. So he starts telling Mara about the situation that happened in the cafe. Mars like, I already know. Hello, I work here. Uh, everyone's going to talk about it. And so he thinks... Jane told her about the incident, and she's like, uh, no, uh... She's, she's, she stopped, she's like, me and Jane were not close anymore. I'm like, explain this close, exactly. I just want to know exactly.
0: They're broken up, is what she's trying to say. Yeah, basically. So, They're taking a breather from each other. So Tommy she put two and two together, was like, oh, well, I think that's
1: a good thing that you guys are... That you, you guys broke up. You
0: guys aren't talking. Yeah, that's what he says. And
1: so he's like, since you guys are not
0: talking.
1: Oh, and Mar- <laughs> you can see the
0: air quotes. Like, he doesn't even have to do it, but he's like, air quotes, talking.
1: <laughs> to each other, I was hoping that maybe, I mean, a guy could dream, you know. He's basically saying he wants to hit that, yes. basically.
0: This was like the gayest, like, dialogue. He was inferring that Mara and Jane were a couple. Right! It was right. so obvious. And, and I'm like, the, are the writers trying to fuck with us right now? I think they are. They have to be. Because if they did this unintentionally, oh my god,
1: that is bullshit. Because when I saw that scene, I was like, what? Because the way he said talking, all he could have said is like, since you guys are not friends anymore, and just kept going. But the fact that he had to emphasize talking, talking means, does not mean talking. To me, talking means fucking. That's what it means to me. <laughs> What it means when he says, Since you guys are not fucking anymore, (laughs) can we fuck? That's what he's. Uh, Am I the only. Come
0: on. No, you're not the only one. I was. Yeah. I only watched that scene one time and I was like, Oh, wow. The innuendo, I, I can't, I can't even right now. He's
1: like, since you guys are not friends with Bennie's anymore, can we be friends with Bennie's? Because I want to be friends with Bennie's with
0: you. Yeah, and, and Mara's like, no. He's like, well, a guy can dream. I like how Mara's like,
1: huh, huh, Tommy. So you were talking about you need some advice. Like, she's just like. Yeah. <coughs> she changes the subject. <laughs> she's, I was like, oh, rejected again. That is the third time, by the way. You got rejected the first time because she find out Jane is the one that taught you how to play chess. And she's like, <laughs> oh, that's not going to work. You got rejected the second time when she didn't want to kiss you. She's like, I'd rather be doing dishes than to kiss you, so it's not going to work. Now she's not even fucking anymore with Jade. And she's like, I, no, uh, no, no, it's not going to work. He starts talking about that he knows Lydia. Once again, No, Lydia does not mean no, I just know her. It means that he slept with Lydia. I mean if you still don't get the first time if you still don't believe that the talking was this why look at the second thing he says it was like a a, a double meaning i'm well, just it, saying
0: yeah the double entendre of what he's saying i'm just saying they,
1: they did that back to back on purpose
0: yes because he replaced talking and knowing with the same meaning thank you you're oh, welcome he's asking mara should he tell his dad about it and mara's
1: face was like are you fucking kidding me No. Like, of course you
0: don't tell your dad. What are you thinking?
1: Yeah, you want me to sleep with you? Oh, hell no.
0: No, she's like, obviously Jane got most of the brains in this family. So we head to the
1: morgue, which is like right across (laughs) from
0: her office. And Mara's doing the autopsy on Rachel. And Jane
1: walks in and so does the lab partner from last season.
0: The cute lab assistant. I'm glad to see she's back. And her glasses. Yeah. She's adorable. Dr. Jane. That's her name.
1: She's basically, poor thing. I felt so sorry. She was given the lab results on the, on the cocaine, which really was bacon soda. And she was like the middle person in this awkward, like argument. Like every time Jane would ask something, Mar would like tell it to like to Chang and Jane and it would be end up. To, it was just weird, like telephone weirdest shit ever. And she was just in there like, I,
0: well, I, uh. she stood there like a deer caught in headlights. Like, oh fuck, what do I do? I, know. Do I Do I go to the left? Do I go to the right? Should I not cross the road? Cross the road? What do I do? And so I got to the point. She's like, I'm going
1: to go now. And, like, <laughs> and Jane's like, thank you, Susie, for helping. And Mara's like, Dr. Chang. And so, <laughs> so Jane's like, well, thank you, Dr. Mara Isles, chief medical examiner. I was like, oh my god. So yeah, so basically the bag, a fill of baking soda and not cocaine and that she used the victim uses the baking soda as shampoo because shampoo is toxic to the environment (laughs) i'm still using my fucking shampoo i'm sorry
0: well that was interesting i did not guess that because actually when she held it up and i found out it was baking soda i was like oh maybe she's using it to brush her teeth because i mean i've heard that one before but not to wash her hair Baking soda gets really sticky when you get it wet. Yeah, that would be really hard to get out. Especially if you had long hair. It's a good thing she had short hair. <laughs> what people
1: would do for the environment. I'm sorry, I'm not sacrificing shampoo. I'm sorry. <laughs> so Jane apologizes to try to get more info on the autopsy, and Mara's like, yeah, I know what you're doing. You're trying to apologize just to solve your case. is looking at, the, at her shoulders and saying that she had some fractures on her shoulders and Jane's like well what does that mean and Mara's like well guess what today's your lucky day
0: it's national guessing day <laughs> when she said that I fucking died this sarcasm that was coming out of that statement blew my mind and Jane's jaw dropped like who are you and what have you done with Dr. Mara Isle?" Right. it's invasion of the body snatchers
1: right. she even said oh you're gonna break out of hives because of your guessing she's like not yet <laughs> so we find out she's getting the fractures from yoga which Mara had a whole different explanation for what that was
0: it was like seven words to say yoga
1: so then they start talking about the rash and she's like so Jade's like you know being sarcastic how she got the rash is it because of this and Mara's like no because she was smurfed in yucky
0: stuff like it was just it was funny, though. The so, back and forth, yeah. but the eye contact. Oh, it was angry, very angry. I loved it. <laughs> so Jane
1: walks away. But when she walks
0: away, right on, the, on her pants, like, hanging out, is toilet paper. <laughs> and Mara immediately has this gut instinct to to save her friend from that embarrassment. In spite of everything that's happened between them... She stops Jane. She's like, Jane, wait. And Jane turns around and is like, what, Mara? Your Mara just goes, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and Jane slams out of the doors. And her face, when Mara turns around back towards the camera, she's just grinning. And you're like, oh. She is laughing. She is so cute when she's being
1: not so nice. <laughs> I know, she's being sassy and mean. I love that. I love that side of Mara, I do.
0: Yes. Mischievous Mora is is amazing. Yes, it is she's that much more endearing. I mean I mean Smart and Wikipedia Mora I mean is just as endearing, but we don't get to see Sassy Mora very often.
1: <laughs> no, but oh man, that was great. Jane goes back upstairs towards her desk and it's her and Frost and Corsac, and like they're looking for clues, and she's looking at the board and she turns around and then Frost and Corsak, they notice the toilet paper, and they're, like, trying to, like, hey, Jane, Jane's, like, not paying attention. She's really concentrating on the case. She's like, uh, and they're like, Jane, but you, you have, and, and, you know,
0: and she's, like, just not paying attention. Frost and Corsack both turned around to see that other guys in the precinct were looking at her and noticing the toilet paper hanging. So they moved closer to kind of block Jane from their view rather than say anything. Or taking it out. Well, that'd be kind of weird. Jane Uh, would probably, like, chop an arm off whoever tried to reach in that vicinity. But it didn't help because Frankie came in and saw it. Well, Frankie was being a typical brother, like, hey, Jane, nice TP tail. I mean, he doesn't care. He's like, he's embarrassing more times than she can count or they can count altogether. It was typical brother move. My brother would be like the same thing. He'd be like, uh, Amanda, uh, you got something hanging there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Jay was like, what? And then she turns around. And she's like, Oh my God. And she gets and mad. she's
0: accusing, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> and Frost and Corsack are trying to play it off. Like they didn't see.
1: And she walks away. And she's like, this is the worst day ever.
0: <laughs> She
1: comes back, and it's Korsak, Frost, and Jane, and the symbol, the Blue's Clues symbol that they found, is the symbol to this yoga place. Frankie comes back, and, and he starts looking at Jane's back for the toilet paper, and Jane's like, stop it! Jane and Korsak decide to go to the yoga studio to find out uh, more information about it. Then Frost gets a call about a dead body. He thinks it's just a floater like a suicide, and so he asks Frankie to tag along. And I'm like, yay, Frosty!
0: I have, I have a solution for what the writers could have done about that stupid symbol. It would have been better if they had written it. Okay, they see, maybe there's like a camera pan across the, the living room while the roommate's talking, and you see the tile sitting on the bookshelf. All right, you know, they don't take notice, but when they go in the room, she has like another symbol. That would be like a poster on her wall, or on the table but on her bedside kind of thing. Then you take notice, because that symbol has cropped up two times you begin to realize that it's not a coincidence. You just don't randomly pick shit up off the table and go, hey, this must be significant. Yeah, You
1: know what it, I like that? Like, they, like they're like looking around and stuff. And then, like, they go into the room, and maybe, because they were through her clothes, a t-shirt. She could have a t-shirt with a symbol on it with, like, the yoga place on it. And then Jane would be like, hey, that's the thing I just, I saw, but, like, not paying attention, or that exactly. looks familiar.
0: Put her detective skills to work. Don't just make her pick up random shit and be like, oh, obviously this is important because the writers just made me pick it up. That's like her
1: coming to my room like, oh, you drink Aquafina? Well, we need to check this out. Uh Yeah, because
0: you might drown next week in your Aquafina bottle. (laughs) Just saying. It takes 30 seconds to write this shit into an episode. It would have been 30 seconds of screen time. 30 seconds. That's all. That's not even a full commercial. (laughs)
1: that's totally true like that's what other shows do is like they go back and something happens later on they're like wait a minute that that reminds me of something and then you're like oh it's not like blatantly out there but whatever cut to the yoga studio a caffeine free zone
0: yes (laughs) when the lady says that and she she gets them to throw their coffees away corset chugs his coffee he's like i got this from
1: starbucks what are you
0: talking about yeah this shit was five bucks i'm not throwing this away
1: yeah, and make sure they throw it away in the compost trash can.
0: Well, you must recycle.
1: So the director thinks that Jane and Corsack are a couple. which Oh, is with, my God. What is with episode two? Oh, I That's don't last
0: know. season, But I threw up in my mouth a little bit.
1: Because <laughs> last season, episode two, and they went to that uh, fertility clinic. And it was Jane and Frost. And the nurse came back and was like, oh, my God, biracial kids are so cute. She thought they were a couple. What is with that? Like, is that the new thing? I don't know.
0: I would not have thought that, though. Jane and Corsack are couple. Like, oh, father-daughter, that's so cute. You guys are doing this together. Why would you automatically think it's a couple? When I
1: see two people, yeah. regardless, I don't automatically think, oh, they're a couple. Mm-hmm. Unless they're, they're humping their brains out in front of me. I don't know. Like.
0: <laughs> oh, God, I would hope not. Have some decency.
1: And the thing about it, when I was watching this episode, the first thing, I'm like, did we just podcast this shit last week?
0: <laughs> I know, I thought that too. I was like, oh, God, I don't need this two weeks in a row.
1: I know. It became reality. I was like, oh, God. I, yeah, I was I was, no, I was. just like frost. I was like, this is not good. <laughs> so apparently the director says they need to do yoga in order to see the master. like so
0: disaster.
1: Yeah, so they gave him these clothes with the symbol on it. Once again, that symbol. And, of course, was like, "Uh, can we have something that's not so stretchy? Head to a different crime scene. It's outside by this lake. And Frankie is over at the dead body. And he's like a little kid in a candy store. He's like, do you think this happened? Do you think it was this? I think it's because his, his eyes or something was eaten out. It was fish. Do you think it's fish? Do you think he
0: hit, like, a rock or something? Like, he's, like, asking all these questions. Like, it was adorable. Like, I just... He was so excited for his first floater. And Frost is standing there taking notes like, yeah, it might have been fish. (laughs) So then
1: Tommy shows up to pick up the body because he works at a funeral home. He looks at Frost, he's like, yeah, Rizzolis can handle dead bodies. Walks up to the body and is like,
0: oh, oh God. Walks away and just pukes. And then Frost loses his shit, he, he he's a sympathetic puker, so he is puking everywhere, and Frankie's looking at both of, both of them like, what a bunch of clowns, it's like you've never seen a dead body before. <laughs> well, it's just so funny that Frost lost his shit, not from the dead body that's decomposed right there in front of you, no, it's from Tommy puking. <laughs> Back
1: to the yoga studio. Of course, poor Corsac. He's sweating. He's drenched. He's like having trouble with all the poses.
0: (laughs) His leg is like a foot off the ground. and It's supposed to be straight up in the air. That's totally me. I can't do yoga. I would have fallen over. He at least was able to stay balanced.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Jane, by the way. No issues whatsoever. She's, he's, she's,
0: like, posing. She's a pro. Didn't she have trouble with the poses last time her and Mara did this? Did they continue doing yoga? I don't think so. I I
1: think they continue doing yoga ever since the episode. Based on their Twitter accounts, every time uh, Mara says something like, oh, you have your yoga stuff today, Jay's like, oh, look at the time. Can't go. And forces her to go. <laughs> I think uh, Jane does a lot of yoga in talking with Maura.
0: Okay, I can see, okay, so if they did consistently continue with the yoga, that might be why Jane didn't fall over like she did in the, the last uh, episode that they did yoga together.
1: Yeah, and even in when when before that, when they were at the autopsy and Maura said something, she's like, yeah, I know, yoga. Like, she knew all the poses. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure that, that was confirming, like, yeah, they, they do yoga. That's their thing. They haven't done it in a while, obviously, because they're fighting. But before they used to do it, probably a lot. Mara's doing the autopsy on this, the second victim. And oh, God, I love this scene. Yeah, Freaky is like, once again, hey, so th- because of his forehead, do you think it's this or that? Like, once again, like a little kid in the candy
0: store. And Mara's like, flips the fuck out. She's well, like, no, what... What Mara says is that the skull was cracked. And Frankie goes, so it's a murder! <laughs> and, like, all excited. And, yeah, that's when Mara flips out on him. Yeah, she's like, you don't guess. Don't speculate.
1: And she's thinking all these reasons. Maybe when he floated, he hit a rock. Maybe it's this. Maybe she even said, maybe even Wild Coyote came and hit him with an anvil. Don't guess anything. And she just <laughs> keeps going. She's like... Science takes time, and you need to find, out, you need to have all the evidence until you confirm whether it's suicide or a homicide. And while this is going on, Frankie's just like looking at her, like petrified, like oh god,
0: yeah, he's scared out of his mind, and he's like, okay, I'm just gonna back away slowly so as not to disturb Grizzly Mora. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at her in the eyes. Just don't look her in the eyes.
1: And hey, even Mora's like, do I make myself clear? he's like,
0: yeah, okay. But basically, what it was, it was. Mara took all the pent-up frustration she had from Jane when Jane always makes her guess and do things quicker than she wants to do and speculate, all this stuff. She just released it all on Frankie. (laughs) She'd been holding that
1: in for a while. Once again, back at the uh, yoga uh, studio, and Jane and Corsac. even after they did the whole yoga class in sweat and everything, they can't meet the master until they ascend. What? Okay, whatever. Jane starts talking about Rachel and, or the yoga teacher's like, yeah, she was spiritually gifted and ascended very quickly. And Jane and Corsack put two and two together like, yeah, I think she slept with the master. <laughs> so we head back to headquarters. Jane, Frost, and Corsack they're looking for where the yoga retreat is located. And they're still looking for clues. And they find this where the retreat is somewhere in Western Massachusetts in this wooded area mar walks in and she starts talking about that the rash was being caused by polluted waters and so of course because jane is there they start arguing again jane's like talking about the wooded areas and said yeah she was a sprout trooper and that she won the sweetest camper award and mar's like
0: was anyone else there (laughs) that was interesting it's just, well, she says she's a Sprout Trooper two years in a row. And, and Mara just flat out goes, was anyone else there? Like, Jane would not have been able to do it on her own. Or she would only be
1: sweet to herself. That's how she won. And,
0: yeah. like, there was, like, a pause. It was, like, tension. Corsac looks at Frost. Frost looks at Corsac. They're looking at Mara between Mara and Jane. And well, Mara's like,
1: to watch you win the award. And Jane's like, yeah, good save. Very good save.
0: It was like Mara realized how mean it was what she just said and had to quickly recover. Fumble on the play, but nice recovery.
1: <laughs> so Mar decides that she wants to go in the wooded area and test the water quality. And Frost and I come up with this idea because Corset's like, yeah, while you're out there, you could get a statement. And Jade's like, no, you can't do that because Mar is a medical examiner and I'm a cop and I'm supposed to do it. And so they're like oh, well, you guys can go together. And then they look at each other and they're like, um, we're just going to take different cars and we're going to take different routes. And of course, like, you can't do that. You can only take one route.
0: Jane says that they're going to take two different roads. And course, like, there's only one road.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And so Mar's like, I'll get my stuff. And Jane's like, I'm going to talk to Kavanaugh. And so Frost's like, wow, I hit and miss. And he's like, nope, wait for it. Cut to outside. Moe, the towing guy, tows both Jane and Mar's cars. Which was awesome. <laughs> they walk out and they're like, What are you doing? <laughs> and Jay's like, I park here outside every day. And he's like, Yeah, I know. And now your car getting towed.
0: Which she was a great callback like, to season one. Today. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was a great callback to season one. Because he did tow the car for her to be parking in the non parking zone.
0: When did Mara start driving a hybrid? In season two. Did she? I don't remember that.
1: Season one, she had a sports car. Season okay. two. She had, like, a blue Toyota, like, Prius type. They even did product placement on it on, like, one episode. But this time, it looks like she changed it again with a different color, because it was blue, and that looked like it was, like, a grayish color.
0: Yeah, this, w- this was a gray Prius, I was pretty sure. Okay, I understand the Toyota reference, but I was like, man, where did her sports car go? Ugh.
1: Yeah, she said, like, in season two, like, it's more like, it's about the environment or something. I don't know. I mm-hmm. They could have kept the sports car.
0: Just another product placement. Yeah, but I guess when you're funded by Toyota, you gotta have someone driving a Toyota.
1: <laughs> you're kind of obligated to drive a Prius. So while this is going on, Angela comes by and she hands Jane her lunch.
0: It's like Corset calls Mo to come tow their cars, and then Frost called Angela, like, hey, they're taking a road trip, pack them something nice. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like she's even trying to bring them together, and she starts talking about, you know, I'm having issues with Frank, and you guys can't even act like adults. And Jay's like, we are adults. And she's like, well, then act like ones and stop this. Frost drives by. He's like, oh, you guys' cars got towed? Well, you can always borrow my car. And Jay's like, nice one. Nice. Is this, this is your idea? I guess this is your idea. And so Jay and Mara decides to borrow the car. Mara's like, well, I guess use one car, because they were about to rent to separate cars. Like, that's how they didn't even want to be in the same
0: car. Mara says it's more economical for them to drive in one car. <laughs> right. So yeah, so Jay's like, well, I'm driving.
1: And Mara's like, why do you have to drive? She's like, because uh, this is an unmarked car, and I'm a cop. And she's like, just, just get in the car, Mara. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just get in the car, Mara. Just get, in the car. just get in the car. And they're getting in the car, and Frost goes, drive safe, you two. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then he's a dad waving them off to their first day of school.
1: <laughs> and it's so funny because Angela packed him a lunch. And it's just
0: so Mara's in the car.
1: And she's like, well, I'm not listening to Led Zeppelin. <laughs> and then Shane's like, well, I'm not listening to Yo-Yo Ma. Mara's like, I don't listen to Yo-Yo Ma in the car. Shane says, yeah, oh, pardon me. You don't listen to Yo-Yo Ma in the car. You just listen to it in the jacuzzi. I was like, how the uh, fuck do you know she listens to Yo-Yo Ma in the jacuzzi?
0: Because she was in the jacuzzi with her. <laughs> talking. Right. They were talking. They were Talking. Mm Mm-hmm. Lots and lots of talking. (laughs) (laughs) They were talking so loud, it was
1: insane. The neighbors were complaining of all the talking. (laughs)
0: Because clearly they know each other.
1: Yes, they really know each other.
0: All that talking and knowing. It's amazing they found time to get to know each other outside of the jacuzzi.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, just a lot of talking. I mean jacuzzi was not the only thing. that Okay, I'm not gonna go there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's probably best that you don't. We'll just leave it at talking and knowing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna make a very... Anyway, so, Jane's like, tells Mara, put your seatbelt on!
0: She's like, it is on!
1: We're still in the car and they're driving and they're in this, I'm guessing they're in western Massachusetts. Because Mara is the navigator and she uses longitude and latitude. Who uses
0: coordinates for directions? I use Google Maps. Or like the navigation system. GPS, maybe. Maura's like, 90 degrees north. And Jane's rolling her eyes.
1: Jane J- J- wants simple directions like, hey, make a left turn or a right turn on the corner of Popeyes. And Maura's like, there's no Popeyes in western Massachusetts. I was like, good to know. So when I go to western Massachusetts, I would know there's no Popeyes.
0: I thought it was Popeyes. Yeah, Popeyes.
1: Okay, whatever you say. But, what, but- I go to Popeyes. Yeah, Popeyes. <laughs> Oh, no, not this again. <laughs> it's Popeyes.
0: Seriously. I think you're doing this on purpose. I'm not doing this on purpose. It's Popeyes. It's Popeyes. Like, Popeye the Sailor Man. Do it like
1: Popeyes. Even my mom says Popeyes. <laughs> do you want, she's like, do you want any Popeyes? I'm like, I don't want any Popeyes. Shut Pop up. Popeyes. Popeyes. That sounds there weird. There
0: you go. Then Pop. put it all together. Popeyes. Pop. Popeyes. There you go.
1: Anyway. <laughs> Jane starts turning on some rock music. She's jamming to it, you know, to shut Mar up. Mar turns off, <laughs> turns it off. Then Jane makes this weird face, and she's like, tur- she uh, rolls down the window, and she's like,
0: "Did she just pass gas in the car?" <laughs> Mar's like, "I did not." She's offended that Jane would not even infer that. So Angela
1: calls, and Jane's like, tells her, <laughs> tells Angela, like, "Hey, ma." Um, Marge is yeah she has issues with her gas and Mara's like I did not do that that wasn't me <laughs> and then Angela's well, just like well Jane used to blame her brothers on like long road trips when she farted and blamed it on them <laughs> <laughs> it was Jane who farted in the car well, she tried to blame Mara and Mara had that look like ha Wasn't me it was you <laughs> and just like hey did you guys get that auto book that's in the cooler. And so Mara goes, digs in a cooler. And the title says, what to do when you and your best friend can't be friends. Mara says, what do you do when your former best friend is a
0: bitch? <laughs> that was amazing on Mara's part.
1: <laughs> Jay's like, yeah, good one.
0: Yeah, and the, but Mara goes, oh, it's wet. We can't listen to it. <laughs> Which, it was a CD, and I'm pretty sure if you dry a CD off, it'll work just fine. Yeah, she just used that excuse. She's
1: like, I'm not listening to this shit. Uh -uh." (laughs) I think it would have been awesome if they did, just to see what kind of messed up crap would have happened.
0: Jane probably would have grabbed it and thrown it out the window. It's probably best that they didn't.
1: (laughs) So we head back to headquarters. Frost and Frankie are looking up clues about the second victim, and they found that he was a professor, and they looked at this lecture video he did. And so Frankie starts teasing Frost about... The fact that he was nauseous and vomiting when he saw the second victim's body. So I thought that was really funny, and I love the fact that you get they still have the action figure there. Like he. Yes,
0: like, I noticed that too. The one that they fought over in that episode.
1: Yeah. Oh, Frosty being friends. I think that's adorable. <laughs> so we head back to the car. Jane and Mara, they're still arguing. It's Mara says, Oh, you need to. You need. You're getting close because of this. She sees like this bush or something and jane's like would you just please just use regular words and just say simple directions She's like oh look we're at a gate look it's a homo sapien (laughs) so there's a guard at the gate and he's asking for their names and so they won't give their names and so he's like well we need passes and he's like oh we we've descended and she pretends like her and mar are a couple
0: I know! I was like, oh my god, here they go with the couple thing again. She's like, we just descended, and she reaches over and pats Mara's hand, and I was like, oh god. <laughs> For a split second, Mara's like, what the fuck are you doing? And then she like plays with it. She's like, yeah, we descended.
1: So they can't go in without passes, but they can go like toward the picnic area. So they pass through the gate, so we see Jade and Mara at the lake, and Mara's there, she's testing the water. She sees something like this apparatus, I guess, in the water. She starts taking pictures, And she drops her phone in the water. I'm like, (laughs) ugh. I would have freaked the fuck out. I'd be like, ah, my life gone. I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to call people? I don't know their numbers, my (laughs) heart. Better hope she backed her shit up. So then she gets up, and she senses that they're in danger. And Jane's like, I I really need to talk to this master guy. She's like, no, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go. Well, cause so, she
0: looks up and there's two, there's like two or three guys that definitely don't look like they do yoga, hardcore staring at them across the lake. So they leave, we head back to the car,
1: Mara tells them what she found. It was basically, they were fracking equipment
0: in the Which world. I was like, ha, frack. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica! Come on, who didn't laugh when she said fracking? <laughs> I
1: didn't, cause I don't watch Battlestar Galactica.
0: I was like, Yay. She said fracking.
1: (laughs) So basically, it's illegal, because what they're doing is they're drilling for natural gas, but if they put chemicals in water, which pollutes them. Jane thinks Rachel was killed because she found out about it, and then while they're talking, all of a sudden, a truck comes out of nowhere and hits their car.
0: Oh, that scared the shit out of me. I did not see that coming. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) I know. I was listening to Amanda watching it, and she screamed and I was laughing because so <laughs> It was like, oh, she got through a car they're, accident they're, part. Well, cause like they're talking it's like it's like when they do it in the movie, you kinda see it coming. It's, it's and aisles. Who expects that shit to happen?
1: I will say the last thing that scared me like that was in inception and the train came. That scared yeah. me the shit out of me. I did not expect that to happen. We just spoiled inception. It was all a dream. Oops.
0: Oh, ah. now you spoil. <laughs>
1: Jane and Mara, they're in the car. Like, the car is totally told. Like, it's...
0: I don't know. Jane would have been hurt more. There's no way. i She was T-boned on the driver's side, and all she had was a cut on her forehead. I have been in an accident that wasn't even on the driver's side, and I was hurt more than Jane was when she got T-boned.
1: Actually, I was in an accident when I was in high school. My side was the part that got hit, and I had, like, a cut, but I thought... The cut was like, I still have the scars. Like, You can't see it because unless I shave my head for some odd reason. But I remember like waking up or whatever for a little bit and I thought I was sweating, but that was blood all on my face. And that just came from a small cut that I didn't even need stitches. So I could see possibly she could just have a small cut.
0: I don't know. Either the truck didn't hit them as hard as it, they made it look like or it was just unrealistic.
1: Jane tries to use her phone, but her phone is all wet and broken. Mara's leg It's stuck between the, I don't know, what what was that the dispatcher?
0: I think so. It was that unit that was on the dash. She got her leg pinched between that and the the dashboard of the car.
1: They're trying to get her leg out of there, and while this is going on, the guys that hit her are like, oh, we really want to kill them starts shooting at the car. Jane, like, pushes, like, Mara down and was, like, trying to push her out of the car. She's like, get out of the car, get out of the car! And I was like,
0: I can't get out of the car, my leg is stuck. I love these scenes, the high-intensity scenes, because Angie Harmon does a good job. It's like she goes into instinct mode, her instinct is to protect Mara. She meet, she starts sitting up and is like yelling at Mara to get out the car. She's shooting back at the people at the guys that hit them. Pretty much shoves Mara out the car out of the car to get her leg unpinned and the whole time she's doing she's giving them covering fire and tells Mora what to do and I was like, "Bossy Jane is awesome."
1: it was awesome because they went from like fighting to like oh my god we're gonna die so we need to protect each other. And it just shows like once again like in the first episode when we said like even though they were fighting they were still protecting each other now they're really protecting each other and then like she tells like once Mar gets out of the car, Jane gets out of the car too, she still starts shooting the people and then she's like, duck, 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 tomorrow And then she's like, we, d- we need to get out of here. So she's like, go run towards the trees or whatever and-, and leave. And they started leaving. And for a split second, she touches Mars' butt. I'm just saying, just a little <laughs> Oh, God. Just, just
0: a <sighs> she touches- That was the least of my worries at that point. I was watching that whole sequence. And I'm like, man, this is kind of action-y for Rizzoli and Isles. What's going on here? The shootouts. And it was just crazy. Yeah, so they escape.
1: Okay, so we head back to headquarters. Korsak is having a hard time uh, contacting Jane. Frost thinks that Jane can't hear her phone through all the yelling that they're doing.
0: <laughs> Which is pretty accurate. I mean, they were going at it before they got hit.
1: <laughs> so Frankie and Cor- is there too, and they're still looking for clues. And then they find out that the second victim, because of his injuries, that he was at the in the tunnels too, and that it was not a suicide, it was a, du- a double homicide. And it's basically from the same killer, and that they're two connected. So then we head to the woods. Here's when it gets really interesting. And Jane's, like, walking in front of Mar. Mar's having a hard time catching up with Jane, because she's limping, because of her injured leg. Which, I can't believe Mar was even able to walk. She's a boss. She is a boss. I mean, look at the heels she wears to crime scenes. I mean, (laughs) she's telling Jane, like, please stop, please stop, I'm having a hard time. And so they decide to stop, and they look at her leg. She's basically saying she's, she's going to lose her leg if they don't, like, drain the blood. She's telling Jane that she needs to do it and it starts, like, showing her how to
0: perform. Yes, and Jane kept her cool while they were being shot at, they got hit by a car. She freaks out when she has to cut Mara's legs open. Like, girly panics freaks out.
1: And Mara's, like, asking Jane for the phone. Jane thinks, because the calls, she's like, no, it's broken. She's like, no, I'm going to use the broken glass. But so she breaks, poor Siri, she breaks the uh, phone.
0: It wasn't an iPhone, though, was it? I don't know.
1: I don't think so. It looked like an Android. And she, say, she says, use this as, like, a scalpel. So Jay's like, I'm not doing this. I, I can't do it. She's like, Mar, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And so she, Mar's like, take off your shirt. Jay's like, what? Uh, now I know you have a head, in- <laughs> have a head injury.
0: <laughs> She's like, really, Mar? This isn't the best time.
1: Not right now. We, I mean, I know we're talking, but I don't think we should be talking right now. This is not a really good... <laughs> we should be doing this right now.
0: We know each other well enough right now.
1: And so Mars like, no, 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 to, uh, to use it to bind the moon. <laughs> she's like, not that, not that. So still, Jane's still freaking out. She's like, I can't do it, I can't do it. She's like, I really need you to do this. Come on, you have to do this. So she's like, okay. So she takes off her shirt. She she takes the, the broken glass and she makes a cut. But Mara's like, oh it's fine, just add a little more pressure, I'm gonna be good. This is great,
0: you know? Mm-hmm. So Jane's like, okay.
1: And then she cuts deeper. And Mara's
0: like, oh god, bang. She She's like, I'm not okay. She's like I'm I'm okay. passing the fuck out.
1: I know. And uh, Jane's like, Mar, uh oh. <laughs>
0: like, yeah. Jane was actually kind of calm, from Mara passing out. I'd be more freaked out about her passing out than she was when she was told to cut into her leg.
1: First and once again for a split second, Jane was hovering over Mara. And a TikTok.
0: When Mara wakes back up, her hand was awfully close to her boob. It was like, this is not a good time be getting a grope in, Jane. We didn't get to that yet.
1: Back to the headquarters. <laughs> oh. So the crew, once again, they're, still, they're finding out that both victims were connected because they talked to each other about the fracking. <laughs> it just sounds
0: really
1: <laughs> weird. Korsak, once again, is trying to get a hold of Jane and Corsak. <laughs> You said fracking. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's called.
0: <laughs> I can't help it. Too many years of Battlestar Galactica. Anytime somebody says fracking or frack, it, it means one thing in my mind.
1: <laughs> anyway, we head back to the woods.
0: I bet Jane and Mara wish they were fracking.
1: Oh, they do a lot of talking and knowing each other. A lot. And jacuzzi listening to Yo-Yo Ma. Talking, knowing, fracking, it's all the same. So we head back to the woods uh, and this was really cute. So like Jane has Mara head in her lap and I was like, oh, not going to get emotional. Not going to get emotional.
0: Yeah, Jane's cradling Mara in her lap and trying to wake, get her to wake up after she did whatever needed to be done to her leg, which is pretty stoic of Jane to do it while Mara's passed out she's
1: like holding Mara and Mara is like is in and out of consciousness and she's saying the weirdest shit
0: like (laughs) like, yeah like they're camping and I was like what where did she get camping from
1: poor thing she lost so much blood that she has no idea what the fuck is going on she's talking about oh I voted for you to win the award and she's like how come I didn't win the award (laughs) and Jane's like (laughs) smiling like I don't know this is so adorable but you're really freaking me out and she's like, oh, my leg hurts. Why is it hurt? I don't know. She's like, can you, like, turn down the heater? It's too hot. Like, she's, like, totally out of it. And so Jane hears a noise, and it's the bad guys with these guns. and
0: Like assault rifles.
1: Right, so, like, here's the
0: killer. <laughs> Which is really... Oh, I don't understand their thinking behind this. Jane is a detective for the Boston Police Department. What was his thinking behind hitting her, shooting at her, and then attempting to kill her. How were they planning to get away with this?
1: Once again, we should stop caring about the crime <laughs> on the show, and just let it go. Yeah, so basically, Jane surrenders, because, I mean, she's got out of number. She has one gun compared to, like, six people with other guns.
0: One gun with, like, maybe two bullets left. <laughs> they, they tell her, you know,
1: to get up. She's like, I can't get up. My best friend is hurt. And so they're like, okay, so they, like, pick up Moira. Like, she's like a rag doll. Just, like, throw her, her But anyway. So we head to the cafe, and Angela's there. She's still there. I guess she's closing up. Everybody else is there, and they're worried about Jaden Moore because they still can't contact them. And Angela's like, I hope they're not in a car accident. I'm like, that's
0: happened. So Corsac, he decides to go and find them. Well, Corsac goes on his own, which is ridiculous. Frost would have been right there with him, and Frankie would have too! I thought that was weird too. And they, they were like all nonchalant about it, like, Oh, she'll be fine! Since when can you not get a hold of Jane? Or when does she ever not return your calls? There's something wrong.
1: We head back to the woods, the killer and Jane are talking, and he does his evil speech, and I wasn't paying attention, because they kept talk going on and on about the equipment, and I was like, well, I don't get it. I don't really...
0: Basically, he locks Maura and Jane in the car, saying, oh this is where the runoff is and it's filled with toxic chemicals from his fracking <laughs> that he be- she better not drink the water
1: yeah because of, it's poisoned and so they leave them and the water is filling up in the car Mars suggests used use the phone Jane uses the phone as glass to cut and there's a scene where she's cutting trying to cut her seatbelt oh yeah so Mars suggests used use the phone and so she's like I can't use the phone and she pretends to use it and it
0: works Magically. And, and Mara was like, what did she say? The memory something dried off? <laughs> and she starts giggling. <laughs> yeah, she's, poor thing. She's she is out of it. Totally. Either she either she hit her head really hard or she lost a lot of blood to be that loopy.
1: I think she lost a lot of blood. Dude, she looked white.
0: Like, she was pale, okay? Very,
1: very pale. Uh, Mara's like, oh, tell Angela that we're friends again. <laughs> And then Jane smiles for her a bit, but then she, like, sort of cries in sadness because, like, Mars hurt, and she's like, oh my god, we're gonna die. She tries to use the phone, but it doesn't work, and it only works by texting. But you can only text symbols. And so Mar was, like, started to, like, say, like, do the, like, the longitude and latitude.
0: Yeah. She randomly rattles off their coordinates, and I'm like, what is she, a homing pigeon? <laughs> How the fuck does she know their coordinates? I mean... Oh my god! <laughs> it wasn't like they were in the area that they were supposed to be. They were in whatever, the runoff ditch, which... I don't know. I that's I was just like, uh, no. So then she starts making these weird
1: noises. And so Jane's like, what? And so she's like, oh my god, Mars Code. Because she was like, beep, dot, dot, whatever. So Jane texts Mars Code to Corsac.
0: Corsack gets the message, She's and he's like, what the hell is this? And then next scene, Corsac magically teleports to where Jane and Mara are and is running down the spill off to rescue them from their car.
1: Like, he comes and saves the day. Like, he figured it out. I would, like I it would not sort
0: of, take him 20 minutes to drive to where they were because he was on the other side of the city. I know. And I was.
1: I, if I had a text like that, I wouldn't put two and two together. I'm like, oh, well, bitch, you're about to die because I have no <laughs> idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, so they help. So he starts helping him out of the car. Jane's like, you know, he's, she's at the point, like, just get Mar out of here, you know, over her own safety. And so poor Mar, she's like, yay, Corsack, are you here with us to go camping? And Corsack's <laughs> like, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> so Corsack asks her, can she walk? She's like, no, I can't really walk. I can only hop. And so she, he starts to walk away. And he's like, he tells Jane, you stayed with her. And she says, I wouldn't leave her. I was like,
0: <laughs> okay. I just, it's just really, it's just, it's,
1: just, it's just so cute. It's just, you know?
0: Do you need to borrow a tissue?
1: Yeah, i just got to borrow this tissue. Oh.
0: Okay. Okay. You can keep it. I don't want it back. Sure. Yes. Positive. Okay.
1: So we head to Mara's house, and Jane and Tommy are helping Mara, because Mara's, like, limping back into the house, and they came back from the hospital. And so Frankie starts to help. And he says, like, they arrested the killers. Tommy helps Mara to the couch, and then starts telling Mara that he didn't tell Frank about him and and Lydia. And then he he asks if he should tell Angela, and Mara screams, no!
0: (laughs) And Angela's like, Tommy, did you hurt her?
1: (laughs) And Tommy's like, no, I didn't. (laughs) Mara tells Angela that her surgeon was impressed with Jane's incisions, because Jane saved her leg. And they're just like, I've always wanted a doctor in the family. And Jane's like, too bad. You have two cops. And Frankie's like, and an undertaker to Tommy. And Tommy's like, oh, no, I'm not doing that again. Mm -mm." (laughs)
0: Mm-mm. He learned his lesson.
1: And so Angela's like, oh, I have three great kids. And this was so cute. Jane looks at Mara. Oh, she looks at Mara. She's like, and she tells Angela, she looks at Angela. She's like, I think you have a doctor, too. I, dude, I was like, (laughs) I died. I dropped everything. I was like, can't do it.
0: So much cuteness. Brain cannot compute. <laughs> I'm in a glass
1: of emotion. A <laughs> glass case of emotion. So Jane sitting next to Mara and she says it, and she, and Mara thanks Jane for saving her leg. And so just like, I think you guys should apologize. And they're like, butt out! <laughs>
0: <laughs> At the same time.
1: So they start apologizing. Mara's like, I'm, I'm sorry. And Jane's like, well, I'm sorry to you, but less sorry. <laughs> so Jane's like, you know, I'm sorry, and I am I think we were both jerks. And then Angie says the best thing she's ever said. She goes,
0: you guys were assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and then they both look at Angie like, damn.
1: And Tommy's like, watch your language, Mom. <laughs> Jane tells Mara that she didn't win the Sweetest Camper Award, and Mars like, you didn't? So Mara says, tells Jane, she's like, I miss you. And then Jane's like, yes, you do. And I was like, I'm not crying. I'm not crying. And then they hug, and then like, Jade's eye's a little bit watery, and I'm just like, I'm still not crying. And this
0: is just allergies.
1: And they hug, and then it was it. That was the end of the episode.
0: See, that's what they should have done to begin with. Hug it out. It makes everything better.
1: So, what was your Gator
0: ping? My Gator ping for this episode was... sex Overload. And... Here's why. I picked eye sex overload because I was like, witty banter? Okay, that might have worked. She wants me, she wants me not. Mm, maybe, yeah, I can see it. I can see it fitting. But there wasn't just the regular eye sex between Mara and Jane. There was angry eye sex. And at the end, it was like the makeup eye sex when she was like, I missed you too. Mm-hmm. Oh, There was so much going on. I, I couldn't, I couldn't take it it's not just a glass case of emotion it's a roller coaster of emotion I, well for me I would say number
1: three uh, she wants me she wants me not I, of course the she wants me not when they were fighting they just constantly were fighting about every little thing I was just like oh my god please stop it so it's like angry it was I hate you sex toward the end when they made up and the fact that Jane was was protective of Mara and I thought that was really cute and Yay, they're made up together, so I, I, so I put number three. It wasn't a bad episode. I just wish there were a little bit more scenes in the woods. They've been fighting for, like, a while now. And it was just like, okay, we're friends again because I saved your league.
0: It kind of resolved the issue. I mean, unless something happens with Doyle, which he was out of this episode entirely. They didn't even bring it up. It's possible they might throw Doyle back into the mix to bring up tension between Maura and Jane again, but like I said, I really hope they don't turn them into this couple that fights just for the sake of fighting. So the whole Frost taking Frankie to, you know, investigate what happened with the floater totally backed my theory up about Frankie becoming a detective this season. I predicted it in the season two recap that we did, and so far we're on the right track here. Yeah, I think, that was, I
1: think that was sort of like a given because he passed his exam last season.
0: Well, he did pass the exam, but that doesn't automatically make you a detective.
1: No, but I think, I, yeah, I could see him being a, yeah. He's not going to wear that uniform anymore, which is a bummer, but he's yeah. going
0: to... Yeah, he's kind of cute in the uniform. I know. He kind of looks like a stripper. I wasn't going there. <laughs> well, he wasn't going there. That's all for this episode. If you have any comments, feel free to email us at the Rizzoli Owls podcast at gmail.com. You can check out our website at the Rizzoli Owls podcast at Follow us on Twitter at the R&I podcast. If you would like to subscribe to us on iTunes, search Rizolian Owls and take a look in the podcast section. Thank you for listening.
1: And this case
0: is closed.